rewarding careers, experiences of a lifetime. Explore Travel PT at ariusmedical.com. A-U-R-E-U-S-Medical.com. NPTE StudyCast. What is up next on the NPTE StudyCast? We're going to do a little elbow differential diagnosis. Ooh, elbow, big joint, one of my favorites. One of your favorite. It only moves in one direction. That's it. It's a great band, by the way. One of my favorite bands, yeah. So they got two sports that have elbow dysfunctions named after them. You've got tennis and golf. It's on and, one side, one's on the other. And if you have both, it's called country club elbow. Oh, did not know that. Yeah, it is. So elbow's fairly straightforward, but we want to talk about it because we definitely see a patient population that comes in with elbow pain. So we have tennis elbow, as you alluded to, that's lateral epicondylitis, so lateral side of the elbow. So thumb side for all of you that are paying attention out there. Golfers is medial side of the elbow, so pinky side. Signs and symptoms. Easy. Your patient says they either have pain on Ow. the lateral side of their elbow or the medial side of their elbow. Now, sometimes they're not great historians. It kind of radiates across, or maybe they have country club elbow and they have both. And don't get locked up with the fact that your patient might not play either of these sports. Correct, actually. And that's a great thing to mention because usually what causes these, and it kind of blows patients' minds, is it's their grip. So I have seen a huge number of patients who it's from driving because they are gripping the steering wheel way too tight. Also weightlifting, even really lightweight, but there's some crazy things out there where you're doing lots and lots of repetitions. And if you're really focused and you're gripping too much, that's really what causes um, a lot of some, elbow pain. Some golfers elbow in swimmers when they change their, oh, yeah, point where their, their fingers. Point their fingers. Yep. A very good point. <laughs> differential diagnosis. So if we talk about differential diagnosis, because we already talked about symptoms, other things that it could be bursitis. So you have your bursa that sits under the olecranon. Very, very small chance, but it could be that you have pronotary syndrome where the median nerve is on the lateral side. So you could have that sort of like painful or achy feeling on that lateral side. It could be osteoarthritis of the elbow joint. It could be rheumatoid arthritis. So they might have those nodules. It could be a C-spine radiculopathy that's, you know, especially if it is like a C6 or a C7 that could be radiating to the elbow. Could be also ulnar nerve pathology. So that would be medial elbow, but you'd have more sort of, that's when you have to go back to what does the pain feel like? And if it is representative of nerve pain, that would be one of the clues that, that you would start thinking about. So if we, um, talk about what are these. It's tendinopathy. It can also be degeneration of the tendon. And usually, as, as you described, it's due to overuse. So especially with the lateral side, it's usually the grip that is the issue. It's usually excessive wrist extension and a tight grip. Um, and that can be either from doing too many racket sports, right? So that's why it's called tennis elbow, or it could be your occupation. There are some people too that get these too if they do a lot of work-related tasks that have vibration. So if think about things like jackhammers, like that can usually like radiate and cause some elbow pain. So when we talk about the medial elbow, that is usually someone who is using a really tight grip, but they're pronated all the time. So that's why you think about things like golf and more things like when they're in wrist flexion. So that would be more of your medial elbow. Anatomy. If we talk about different anatomy from the medial versus the lateral elbow, so lateral epicondylitis, that's all your wrist extensors, specifically lateral epicondylitis is supposed to be associated with ECRB, extensor carpi radiali bre radialis brevis, um, and that inserts into your third digit. Extensor carpi radialis longus goes into your second digit, so you can sort of differentially diagnose there. But, you know, that whole extensor mechanism of the wrist all has that 
that common extensor origin. So it, it could really be any of those muscles that are involved. So, you know, brachioradialis is also there. Extensor digitorum is deep to all of those. So, so we just have to think about all the muscles that come off of that same common origin. And we also have ECU. One of the things they might try to do to trick you up, if we keep talking about the anatomy, is even though you have extensor carpi radialis and you have extensor carpi ulnaris, they're all radial nerve. Extensor carpi ulnaris is not the ulnar nerve. That would be if you're on the flexor side. So these are all extensors. Special tests. There's no real exciting special test other than it's called the tennis elbow test, but it's manual muscle test for wrist extension. You can do some radial deviation at the same time. You could get really fancy and lift the third finger up. So you want to test that it was ECRB, but essentially it's just a manual muscle test. Um, you can also do all of your cervical spine tests to rule things out and you can measure grip strength because that will provoke their pain. So their grip will probably be weak, even if it's in their dominant hand. So if you're looking at the medial side of the elbow that's coming off the medial epicondyle, that's your common flexor tendon. And this I learned from you, that's your pass, fail, pass, fail. Mm -hmm. So that's your pronator teres, flexor carpi radialis, palmaris longus, and your flexor carpi ulnaris. Pass, fail, pass, fail. Pass, fail, pass, fail. Not everybody has a palmaris longus, so don't be frightened by that. Yeah, don't freak out. Yep. And all of those guys are median nerve except flexor carpi ulnaris is ulnar nerve. And then deep to that, so it's not considered to be the same tendon, but deep to those, you would have your flexor digitorum superficialis, flexor digitorum profundus. So you're thinking medial side of the forearm is your wrist and finger flexors. So to test for that, you'd be looking at your golfer's elbow test, which is this resisted wrist flexion. Same kind of thing. It has a fancy name, but it's just a manual muscle test. And you would be looking for provocation of pain at the at that medial epicondyle. Yep. Treatment examples. So treatments for both of these, there's lots of modalities that you could potentially use. There are a lot of corticosteroid injections given for both of these therapeutic exercise. But, you know, the big thing when you're thinking about the therapeutic exercise for, for these two different tendinopathies is you want to really loosen up the grip. So you want to kind of think about the eccentric protocols that a lot of people do. Um, but you, not a lot of people think about those and they think about the hand, you know, your principles of shortening the lever arm. So you want to take the most pressure off of that origin of those muscles. So, you know, you'd want to start doing exercises with your forearm supported, you know, and then moving to having your forearm out in front of you. You don't want to have them exercising into pain, essentially, because this is the acute phase where they're feeling a lot of pain. Another thing that a lot of people do is bracing. It's more common to use a brace for lateral epicondylitis than medial, but they both have the same principle. And it's kind of just like the way that you point the direction of the actual brace. And then education and prevention. So this is kind of a long-standing issue that a lot of patients have because they don't understand really it's the grip that's usually their problem. So they just try to not use their elbow because they don't understand the mechanism of the injury. So that's, you know, a part where we can really help them out. Here's your example question. So I have your question for Sample you for this question. one. Sample question. So yes. this is actually a bracing question because okay. it is one of the treatments that's used the most. So if your patient comes to you with lateral epicondylitis, where is the best position that you would put their brace? Superior to the elbow, inferior to the elbow, superior to the wrist or at the wrist? So the answer is the second choice, inferior to the elbow. 
Now why? This applies to like almost all types of bracing. You can have a brace that is giving you compression. So if you think about your like patellofemoral sleeve, all that's doing is giving you compression. So you got to put it over the joint that you need to compress. But if you're trying to do bracing to decrease the force that's coming through something, with this type of a brace, what you're doing is you're actually cheating the body into thinking that the muscle is its origin is coming from a different place. So you're anchoring it down at a Correct. different spot. Right. So then it's not getting pull where it is inflamed or damaged. Because where it's inflamed is a tendon. Correct. Not, it's not contractile. Correct. So if we were to put it below or inferior to the elbow, right? So then I have taken that lateral epicondyle out of the equation. So now I'm holding the muscle belly down of those extensors, like ECRB, at a point where it's not damaged. So it should decrease the pain. It can still do its job, mm -hmm. but it's not going to be putting too much tension on the area Correct. that's Correct. Yep. You're decreasing the force that's going through that tendon. If I put it superior to the elbow, their pain would go up most likely because then I'd be putting more force through the actual tendon. Superior to the wrist, I'm missing the point, right? So I'm putting it too distal and then at the wrist, it's already done its job there. So even if they had the choice on there right at the elbow, you have to think of like, what's the best answer? I didn't put that on here because I didn't want to make it too hard because you'd be adding a compressive force, which would help with your pain and nociception, but still being inferior is going to is gonna help more because you're going to be actually decreasing the force of the tendon. Uh, golfer's elbow, tennis elbow, country club elbow, you've got it covered now. It's all about the flexion extension. NPTE Study Cast. Brewed by the PT Pinecast. Download free study guides now at ariusmedical.com slash NPTE studycast. A-U-R-E-U-S medical slash NPTE studycast. Rewarding careers, experiences of a lifetime. Explore travel PT at ariusmedical.com.